Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Mark Honf is off today. And Patty Cohen of Compass Realty. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is, yet again, various trivia. Now, uh, this uh, guest we have is a little different than our average guest. Yeah. And uh, Patty, uh, since you invited her, we're going to let you introduce her. Absolutely. Well, a little bit different, but so fascinating and so powerful in the work that she does. So Kathleen Russell started the Center for Judicial Excellence 13 years ago and has been operating on a shoestring shoestring budget and has literally been saving lives and changing laws throughout the country and she's based in Marin and uh, I'm just I've met her recently and I am completely um, impressed with the work that they're doing and I know that there's a lot of people out there that would like to to help to hear about it and to really like just learn about the topic okay so Kathleen welcome to the best of investing thank you Edward thank you Patty okay (laughs) And thank you, Nam. And Nam, thank you. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. Um, so tell, tell us, uh, actually, what does the Center for Judicial Excellence, uh, what what do they do? Yeah, the Center for Judicial Excellence is a social justice nonprofit organization, and we work to protect children in the court system, and particularly through changing laws, as Patty mentioned, public policy work, and working with the news media, because you cannot fix a problem until the public knows that there's a problem to be fixed. And so for 13 years, we have been working with journalists to get the word out about the problems, particularly in the family court system, where we focus a lot of our effort. But we also work with the issue of judicial accountability in general. And a lot of people, like, they call me all the time when it's election time saying, oh, there's judges on the ballot. Who should I vote for? People know very little about the court system. And so it reminds me of, of, uh, you know, the the hearing of human trafficking. Nobody ever really Mm -hmm. heard of that per se. And then suddenly when the the public sort of hears about it, then suddenly they jump on board and get something done. And we all think it's not going on in this country. Yeah. 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 Right. Can you give an example of how, you know, something that uh, is identified as an issue, um, how bringing it to what that process looks like going through, you know, journalists and bringing attention to it, then what happens? How does that? Sure. I can give you a really recent example because we knew that there were, there's a system in California to 
file a complaint against a judge if you feel that you've been treated in an unethical manner. And this agency was created in 1960, the Commission mm-hmm. on Judicial Performance. Most people in the state don't even know it exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But lots of people have filed complaints about judges berating them and treating them badly. And this agency in 61 years was never audited by anybody. It was sort of operating in the dark. And huh. so we started talking to state legislators and saying, this should, this is an agency that has a very important function. I mean, people, judges are deciding a lot of important issues, yeah. mm-hmm. whether you're a criminal wanting, trying to stay free or go to jail, whether you're in divorce court and you're fighting for the custody of your child or you're a domestic violence survivor Mm -hmm. trying to stay safe. Um, And we convinced lawmakers to pass an audit and it took three years and we just got the report from the state auditor showing that this agency um, is not adequately investigating these complaints. One judge was um, threatening to assault a litigant from the bench in the courtroom, and that wasn't properly investigated. It's wow. just just one example of the types of things that um, you know really shouldn't be going on in the courts. And so that was something we just learned about this agency, realized it wasn't doing its job, talked to the right people, hmm. got the right person whose job it is to investigate to do this. And well, now ha- there's a hearing in a couple of weeks, and I just wow. today was invited to be on a panel as a part of that hearing. And, and how do you get your funding? I mean, who, who funds we are your all pri- We are all privately funded through generous individuals in the community. This started as a conversation in a San Rafael living room huh. uh, from just concerned citizens who are wow. hearing about these problematic cases where yeah. someone goes in fleeing domestic violence. We spend a lot of dollars telling women they should just leave their abuser, and they do, and then they end up losing custody to the uh, abuser, yeah, and it's yeah. happening nationwide. Well, the first the first uh, thing I'm thinking of from a, a quick you know judge in the in the public is I think his name is Persky. The, the, the yes, one, the, Aaron, Persky Aaron Persky in Santa yeah. Clara County. Yeah, the one oh, who, right. who, who let the That's swimmer right. go yeah. after the rape. You know, yeah. yep. uh, and it just seemed like what? Yeah. So yeah. that's the kind of person who who kind of judged that. You, you, yes, and that his you know. whole um, debacle that unfolded in the media that helped yeah. give fuel to this audit request that was happening at exactly the same time. Yeah, because so. you kind of okay. figure, you know, who's watching the judges exactly, right? and then probably you know the. The, the people who were, you know, this, like you said, before getting in this audit, yes. it's like, you know, probably an old boys club type of thing. I yes. can, I can right. just imagine exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's what it is. So. so is your goal in that situation to audit that judge or to create a, an, a vehicle for judges to be audited? In well, it, they Good audited question. the agency and yeah. our goal okay. is to make sure the agency was created to yeah. protect the public. It was very clear that this is here. We want to protect the public from judicial misconduct. And so we, what came out of this audit is some very clear recommendations on how this agency needs to be fixed. Okay, yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, in, the, in the old days. In fact, I'm sure it's still happening where the CPAs who audit big firms – Someone has to oversee them because, you know, hey, here's an extra $20 million, you know, make these numbers disappear. And they, ah, sure, why not? Yeah. All right, here's our first trivia question. According, and don't, if Kathleen, I forgot to mention before the show, if you know the answer, don't say anything until after we come back from break. Got we it. We don't want to ruin it from the audience. Okay. According to business studies, what is the most productive day of the work week? And I'll tell you, it's somewhere between Sunday and Saturday. 
Okay. Sunday. Don't answer yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Call 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that tanning certificate. Again, here's the question. According to business studies, what is the most productive day of the work week? And stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Patty Cohen and Nam Fawn and our special guest, Kathleen Russell. First trivia question was, according to business studies, what is the most productive day of the work week? One, two, three, everyone. Tuesday. Thursday. For me, it's Thursday. I think it ends in a it's Y. Business, yeah. I start a- my weeks on Wednesday, though, so that would make sense. <laughs> okay, the answer was Tuesday. Very good. All right, um, Patty, did you want to ask Kathleen a well, question? You know, I'm fascinated because yeah. she's she's doing all this judicial stuff and then running an organization, then fundraising, but a lot of the time is taken up with with people mm-hmm. whose child just got killed or, yeah. you know, heart-wrenching stuff. And I know there's like tens of thousands of people that you've worked with over the years and counseled them or, and saved their lives proactively. So do you have any examples of things like that? Sure. Um, I don't know if I've met people whose lives I've saved. Unfortunately, we often hear of the people who's, uh, you know, after the fact, who kids have been murdered by a divorcing mm-hmm. or separating parent. So um, Ana Estevez, who's an incredible mother who went through this, she went to court begging for protection for her son, and they blew her off and told her to go away. And eight days later, he was murdered by his father after taking his dad took him to Disneyland and it was just horrible and was they, she fearful that he was going to kill the yes. son just to get back at her yes that's sort of like the joy mm-hmm. luck yes. club that's yeah and that yeah. happens with narcissists they have no conscience and so yeah. they use the children as a pawn and our organization has been tracking child homicides by a divorcing parent precisely because nobody's tracking these motives and nobody it, we have to as a society give more resources to people at this very vulnerable time in their lives and you have to be able to quantify what the what's happening and we have almost 700 children in the last 11 years in the u.s who um the you know divorcing or separating parent murdered the children often in an act of revenge toward the other parent and and your jurisdiction is we nationwide our our data is nationwide we worked with the um, house of representatives last fall and got the first ever resolution passed saying that family courts need to protect children above all else. It seems silly that we would need exactly. such a thing, but, that, yeah. but that is the reality. So, Like pets have more rights than children. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so you mentioned narcissists. Is that a really prevalent um, condition? Yes. In that? Yes. You see, most people who go through divorce, they can put the best interests of their kids in the forefront. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we deal with the people who can't come to an agreement and those are the cases where you often have someone who's got a personality disorder Mm -hmm. or they're a domestic violence felon and they're going to use the court system to keep harming their ex-spouse which is probably one of the reasons why they went to get got divorced from that person anyway but yes and yet the 
the courts act like the yeah. majority of people there are just good parents. Well, yeah. And then but the, yeah. what frustrates me, as, at least as much, are mm-hmm. the attorneys who That's represent right. those bad people, too. It's like uh, yes. you throw money at them and they'll do anything. Well, and there's yeah. financial incentive yeah. to keep these couples fighting and in conflict Uh, and a lot of times it's not a fair fight it's Mm -hmm. not an equal playing field in family law you don't even have a right to an attorney so you can have your ex with the best attorney money can buy and you've got none and you can imagine which way the judge is going to rule. Well and then accusations I mean on both sides not just women but men too you know the same thing. Sure we work for yeah on children's rights and don't take sides. So is it primarily just the children? We work for children, yeah, and yeah, and obviously children, yeah. we're concerned about anybody who's su- suffering from domestic violence yeah, or abuse, yeah, sure. and um, sometimes it's men and sometimes yeah. it's women, but yeah. And in that example, yeah. it wasn't just, oh, well, she asked the judge to help, yeah. and this happened to happen. Mm-hmm. No, the judge ordered that the child be back in that home. Right. And that's right. a huge distinction. So, that's the kind of stuff. And, and what right. did, I'm sorry for now. I just want to kind of finish up yeah. on that. What was the judge's reasoning? I mean, do they... Well, it's junk science, and it's happening uh, in criminal court, too. But there's this bogus theory that any time child abuse is raised in the context of divorce, it's been fabricated, or a parent uh, has coached a child uh, to oh lie about it. So you, you see it with USA Gymnastics, with Penn yeah, State, right. with... Sure. The Catholic Church. And there it happens, are all it these institutions. Once, and so, you know, maybe once it did, cover but whatever, it up. and then, mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah. So, what yeah. legislation right. can you affect that would, you know, allow in a scenario like that to be proactive to say, you know what, this kid, this child shouldn't go with this parent. I mean, can you? Well, they have a what's called supervised visits, and that mm-hmm. was created for parents who are dealing with drug addiction or have DUIs or aren't safe to be with the kids unsupervised. And Mm -hmm. so that system should be used whenever someone's been arrested for domestic violence or, you know, they, that's what it's set up for. It's every child should have the right to speak or visit Mm -hmm. with a parent, even if they're dangerous. But what the system has done is it's treating the 95% of cases that really are true abuse as right. if they're lies, and the other 5%, they flipped it on its head. Wow. So, Pendulum swung the other really way. safe, loving parents are getting forced to pay child support to their abuser, and mm-hmm. then they're forced to pay to go visit their children under supervision because they are yeah. trying to limit access when, in fact, they're really just trying to protect their kids. Um, sure. The kids are in harm's way. So, we got a lot of work to do to. Raise awareness and get the judges better educated about violence because a lot of these family law judges don't know very much about it. Wow. Yeah. And, and again, like you said, it, it's it's not just one way. I mean, because sometimes it'll be the, the the woman in the case who is the abuser. Exactly. And and yet sometimes the courts will be overly, you know, myopic right. yeah. in how they they view. Uh, you know. Although it's typically the women t- who t- are t- the victims. Sure. Yeah, 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 typically, yeah. sure. I mean, it would be great if there was a way you could identify somebody who's narcissistic or has propensity yeah. to do some something really harmful. Yeah. Well, there are tests and psychological tests get ordered and things, but a lot of times if you don't have a lawyer and your ex does, then the judge will just not even allow certain evidence in if it's not favorable to the client who has an attorney. I mean, whatever happened to judges thinking about what's best for the child Mm -hmm. first? I know. That's what we, yeah, that's what the law says, that the best interests of the children Mm -hmm. are the, what they should be focusing on. And that's what I'm wondering. And you can talk to hundreds of people in Marin, Sonoma, Alameda County, and they'll all say, 
Uh, the best interest is the last thing that seemed to be on the mind of the judge or the people yeah, involved I mean, in the case. You know, you hear studies about how, you, you know, if you can have a, a child be with both parents, it's, it obviously it's the best. ideal. But yeah. the thing is, I mean, if you've got a dangerous person, at least if it's supervised right. visits, then, you know, the right. child still see, gets to see dad, but, you know, yeah. maybe in a different, different uh, terrible. Yeah. And then there's persons. that cottage industry of uh, of counselors that right. are trying to yeah. stay in yes. I, and, and by the way, we have yeah. to get to another break, but uh, Kathleen, yeah. if people are interested in this topic, how would they get a hold of you? And We have a website, uh, centerforjudicialexcellence.org, okay. and we're also very active on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. And okay. We have a Bay Area phone number, too. All right. Well, stick around. Yep. We're going to talk about some other topics, too, but uh, mm-hmm. very interesting stuff. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Okay. Uh, second trivia question. We know how much Patty loves sports, so this is a sports question. Which pitcher lent his name to ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction? Oh, I know. Oh, Do, well, I know. No, oh, I, yeah, you fooled me there. All right. Call <laughs> 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. Which pitcher lent his name to ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction? That's our trivia question. All right. That's so obscure. And uh, don't forget to ch- check out Transcendence Theater. They have some great shows coming up. Where? Uh, in Jack London State Park. Wow. Yeah. And some other ones, too. Check them out. All right. Don't touch that dial. The best investor will be right You're back. listening to the best of investing with your host edward brown for more information visit bestofinvesting.com that's bestofinvesting.com more in a moment on am 1220 kdow you're listening to the best of investing on am 1220 kdow once again your host edward brown welcome back to the best of investing one more time i'm edward brown your host along with patty cohen Nam Vaughn, and our special guest, Kathleen Russell. Second trivia question was, which pitcher lent his name to ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction? Tommy John. Very good. Ooh. This is a Tommy John Yay. surgery. Yay. Very good. I, I knew you'd know that one. All right. I want to make a quick mention here for the Mount View Hotel. They're celebrating 100 years of memories. Historical landmark that opened in 1919. It's one of Calistoga's most iconic places to stay. I don't know if you ever visited there. They got this inviting pool with uniquely decorated rooms. Fantastic place. Check them out. www.mount viewhotel.com. Uh, Nam, before we go on to real estate, you wanted to ask yeah, uh, Kathleen a yeah, question. Yeah, I think what you're doing is fantastic and, and just want to pivot to another aspect of that, which is just starting up something like this is very entrepreneurial. And, um, you know, you, you're starting something like this as you're starting, you're essentially starting a business. So it's like you're you're the restaurant owner where you're the chef, the host, the, mm-hmm. the bartender, everything. Um, fundraising being a big part, obviously, of a nonprofit, I mean, how do you split your time between all of the things that it takes to launch something like this and make sure it's successful? Thank you. Yeah, it is a bit like entrepreneurial. Um, I had started a PR firm and for 16 years was doing that, and this project or this social justice issue, I guess, knocked on my door about four years into my PR firm. And so we decided to start a nonprofit. Initially, it was a project of my PR firm. I thought this should be on 60 Minutes. Um, Why doesn't everyone in America know about this problem? And then we created a board and, you know, nothing happens in a vacuum or just Mm -hmm. by one person. And so I've got a wonderful board of directors, which... um, Patty just recently joined, and I'm thrilled about. And we, um, yeah, we spend a lot of time fundraising, mostly individual donors, because um, 
you know, foundations and others often like to fund big organizations that have like capacity and lots of money already. And so we've done tremendous work on a shoestring and, um, yeah, we spend, I spend time doing house parties, trying to raise, and we, by the way, we're very successful with individual people in the Bay Area and beyond people as soon as they hear about this yeah hear about it or experienced it you know right everybody yeah unless you know somebody it's who and more and more people are knowing someone who's going through this well and all the stuff that you read in the paper is is now it's not behind the scenes anymore so now people there is some at least some awareness you know I've heard about that case and that case right and social media we do we do a lot on social media well again thanks for joining us stick around hey no we're gonna write jump right over to you um on some shows this is a listener writing in for an email here on some shows i've heard you say that you lend up to 70 percent loan to value however on other sure on other shows i heard he didn't write that badly i'm just reading it that badly <laughs> i heard you say that you can lend up to a hundred percent for like a purchase what do you yeah. mean by that so what we mean is normally somebody who comes to us uh just and who's us a specific private there money you go. by the way so i'm not fond with pacific private money we're private lenders based in uh marin county um and uh, so yeah you're right on some shows we talk about lending up to 70 percent and others scenarios we've mentioned wow we've provided 100 percent of the purchase money. And in those scenarios where we're providing 100% of the purchase money, we're usually bringing in equity from another property. Uh, Something we talk about on the show a lot, which is cross-collateralization, where somebody has a home to sell and uh, they also want to purchase. Well, if they have a lot of equity in the home that they're selling, departing residents, Mm -hmm. uh, what we do is we take that and combine it with any down payment and uh, calculate it against the value of the property. It's all kind of numbers, et cetera. But what that means is if there's enough equity in total um, in the property that they're selling, oftentimes that can translate into uh, enough equity to make uh, uh, a loan at 100% of the purchase price. Okay. And banks generally can't think outside the box too much on that. So Right. Uh, just the, the idea of using what's called cross-collateralization is not uh, something banks do. So gotcha. that's a um, better example. Um, just give us a call if you have a scenario where you have a home to sell and you want to purchase as well, yeah. uh, and we can explain it in more detail. How do people get a hold of you? They get, get a hold of us by calling 415-883-2150 or going to www.pacificprivatemoney.com. Okay. Now, I know you have a deal of the week. I'm going to share mine first. Yes. I actually just happened today. I get a call from uh, someone who says, this, so this woman inherits a house free and clear from her uh, deceased parents, all right? She's married, but the home is in her name alone. No problem. Uh, it's worth $600,000. It's in the East Bay. And I checked out the value in Zillow, which if you, yeah, yeah. okay, they're somewhat, sometimes they're accurate. Mm-hmm. They say it's worth six fifty. dollars So mm-hmm. $600,000, I'll, I'll, that, that seems fair. It's like 2,000 square feet, four bedroom. You know, yeah. it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a fantastic neighborhood, and that's why it's only worth $600, $300 a foot. Okay. Yeah. But it's decent. So apparently uh, her son came down with some severe medical uh, issues. And so she ran through her savings. Um, and uh, started to get behind in her bills. Now, again, her house was free and clear, right? 
So then uh, her credit got down to like the mid 500s because she'd ran through all the savings and again, yeah. still needed more money fast. for all mm-hmm. these hospital bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she still needed more money for medical bills. So she actually had to go to a hard money lender for a hundred and twenty five thousand dollar. Actually, excuse me. She only went to the well, anyway, the, the loan that she owes to the hard money lender, not Pacific Private Money, uh, 125000 You know how much they charged her? 15.99%. No. Oh, my gosh. Again, oh because her God. credit's really bad, theoretically, yep. because of, of the non-payment of the bills, right? And unfortunately, her child still died. <gasps> oh. I know, which is terrible. Um, and now that loan has come due. Uh, and so the request comes in for 150000 Basically, to pay off the hundred and twenty-five, and the other twenty-five will pay, you know, back real estate taxes and clear up some of these uh, credit cards and stuff like that. Right. And then, um, and so the quote is at nine percent instead of fifteen point nine nine percent. It's going to be fully amortized over thirty years because it's a consumer loan. Mm-hmm. And after she gets her credit scores up, she'll refinance conventionally. So, in a situation, I mean, there's no bank that's going to lend her. On her based on her credit, no. right to five yeah. hundreds, she makes good income. She's mm-hmm. been in her job for a really long time. When she retires soon, she'll have a very nice pension. Mm. She can easily qualify for a hundred fifty thousand dollars loan. That's a six hundred thousand dollars house. That's a twenty five percent loan of value. Yep, yep. So it's kind of a no brainer. Again, that's why the banks can't do it. Right. And you know, and, and you bring up a good point because um, that original hard money loan that she got that's true what's kind of used to be called yeah that is and that is yeah and i don't even know how they made it legally yeah the industry's changed so much there's so much more transparency so anyone looking getting that kind of a rate should really do a little bit of research like a google search but again you know she was so emotional with her her son and then now you know she's not going to have the medical bills anymore because he passed on right so at least from a lending standpoint you know you don't have right. to worry the lender the new lender won't have to worry about all these extra bills right. hey we're going to cut to another quick commercial break here what bird lays the largest eggs what bird lays the largest eggs and is not a hummingbird all right call <laughs> 888-912-1190 answer that question correctly you win that dating certificate if you're the first caller don't touch that dial the best investing will be right back For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Patty Cohen, Nam Fawn, and our special guest, Kathleen Russell. Third trivia question, what bird lays the largest eggs? Ostrich. Ostrich. Very good. In fact, I went to uh, Safari West uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, and boy, those ostriches are big and ugly. Yeah, you yeah, ever yeah. seen their feet? They got those weird feet. Ugh, scary. Ugly. And you, you know, in fine dining across the Bay Area, you can uh, order hors d'oeuvres yeah. with ostr- ostrich eggs, and it's pretty good. Yeah, tiny, the, tiny uh, yolk. Yeah, really? Yes. Uh, is that right? Huh. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Interesting. Okay. I think Pocho in Sausalito has that. I oh, remember. Let's something try like that. that. Yeah. All right, Patty. What's going on in real estate? Real estate's awesome always. Hmm. Um, so I'm Patty Cohn with Compass Real Estate in Marin County, 415-722-4842. There you go. Get that out first. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, in, in anticipation of IPOs, we're already seeing some activity, mostly in San Mateo and San Francisco oh, County, yeah. mm-hmm. in the upper end. So, you know, like, say, over $3 million. Um, and we're – and the, the – you know, no question about it. We said this a lot of times. So from 2012 until maybe last year, 18, 
you know, the market just rose dramatically. Mm -hmm. We are in a flat zone and will probably continue to be that for five to seven years. Gentle waves. So not Mm -hmm. a not a declining is what I don't it's hard to say, but like with with interest rates, I mean, who knows what Trump's going to do? Trade, all that stuff, stock market, bonds. But um, generally speaking, good economy, best job market around seven huge IPOs. Yeah, you know, um, and and yeah. not the nicest place in the world to live. Well, right. so, so that brings me to an email that we received for you that says, it seems like things are slowing down a bit in real estate, uh, in the real estate market. Would I still need to put an offer uh, with no contingencies, or what about an all-cash offer? Yeah. What kind of advice would you give? Yeah. Well, it definitely, it depends on the property, depends on the price range, it depends on the location, and it depends on how it's priced. So... No question about it. I am still seeing over and over a multitude of well-priced properties prepared correctly go over asking. So really, really important buyers to work with an agent that knows what they're doing, that can really get the the dirt from the other agent. Like, how many offers do we have? Really? um, Is is this priced correctly? Are there a lot of flaws that I'm going to have to overlook in the property, like a cracked foundation, just to get this house? But at what what point? Are the, you know, is the selling agent not supposed to disclose certain information? Uh, you know, it's full disclosure. Like, yeah. they, they, you really, as a listing agent, the seller's agent, you have to disclose everything that is known. Uh, known, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about like the buyer's uh, agent. Oh. Well, yeah, you know, oh. the buyer's agent's going to say, "Hey, you know, okay, how many, how many act, uh, how many real offers do you have?" And you know, what's the highest offer? I mean, there's certain things they're not yeah. allowed to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? We have to believe that the list, the seller's agent is giving us correct information in terms of um, how many offers. Okay. You know, but everybody puffs. Let's just be honest. So mm. you know, I'm expecting four mm. offers. How many do you have in your hand? Yeah. And right. then if the offers are due at four o'clock. Yeah. Like at three fifty nine, how many do you have in your hand? Um, but you know, okay. but and then at the same time, the other side of the coin is we're still seeing properties sit on the market for a long time. We're seeing a lot of price reductions. We're seeing there's one down the street from me that's yeah. been I think it's been a year now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And wow. It's, it's wow. a simple simple thing like price. I mean, yeah. you know, oh, it's got to be. Yeah. Assume it's priced at two million, right? Would it sell at three million? Why no? Would it sell at a million? Absolutely. Like yeah, Edward yeah, and I are yeah, going to yeah, buy yeah, it together. That's right. Yeah. Right yeah. now. That's right. You know. So I'll put in a dollar. You put in. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it really just depends. And is it is it a market that you know? It just depends on a lot of things. But it, it's important. Are you seeing Southern Marin um, pop because of like the tech IPOs? Because San Francisco has a lot of a number of companies that are um, going public, right? Yeah. A number yeah. of tech companies, yeah. uh, at least that have offices or branches there. So I have to imagine Southern Marin. That's going to be the next easiest commute outside of living in the city. Yeah. So, uh, and upper end, I can imagine that if you're going to see any uh, effect from the IPOs, it would be in Southern Marin. Yeah. Particularly Sausalito. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's still a world-class place to live. So, you know, second, third home is a $5 million property. But 
so it's all still in anticipation of it. Mm-hmm. So what's showing sure. up so far in 2019, and this is really early, is mostly in San Francisco and San Mateo. Right. But it absolutely makes sense that the next bastion would be Tiburon Sausalito. Yeah. yeah. Well, usually uh, after an IPO, employees can't uh, exercise for for several months or a couple of quarters. Section 144 exactly. stock. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also anticipate people, like what's happening now is people going, you know what, where am I going to put my money? I'll buy a $3 million house and I'll mm-hmm. bet on that and sell it in three years and have it double perhaps. Right. So wow. it's they might not be employees or stock, you know, beneficiaries. Oh, right, right. They might just be people looking at the trends and going, yes. let's let's buy a house. Yeah, yeah. Rent it for a while, live in it, whatever. Yeah. yeah. At least you have a hard asset. Yeah. Right? Real estate. A hard ass? No. Hard asset. Hard <laughs> asset. <laughs> Real estate. <laughs> Uh, Nam, do you have a, a different deal of the week? Than a different the deal of the week? You know, it was uh, uh, actually when you started talking about it, it yeah. sounded really similar. This was wow. somebody who was actually a widow um, with kids and, and um, had run up because she, the, the breadwinner yeah. had, had passed away. So had run up some debt and yep. needed private money to, um, to pay off or to be able to purchase. Um, but they had a lot of equity in a property that yep. they lived in, but I think they were downsizing or pulling the equity out to do a couple things. One was to pay off some of the debt, and the other part was to um, be able to use it towards the purchase. So again, Pacific yep. Private Money provided bridge loan where we provided the financing using collateral in their departing residence, but it was also enough for her to be able to pay off debt. And it came to us from a mortgage broker so, uh, and the reason uh, I bring that up is because the exit out of our loan is that mortgage broker's yeah. conventional financing. Well, you know, y- you guys are so um, morally good. Your 501c3 organization, how do people donate to No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, but they can invest with you, though. Yes, they can invest with us uh, in the Pacific Private Money Fund. So, loans like that are loans that we put in our mortgage pool fund. It's a debt fund. It's currently at $50 million. Um, you know, a, a healthy number of those uh, loans we put in in the Pacific Private Money Fund are these types of bridge loans that pay off very quickly, uh, where we're charging borrowers in the nines, uh, very short term uh, money. Uh, investors are earning seven and a half percent, and it's paid monthly. Or you can reinvest your earnings. And uh, the way to invest is to contact us four one five eight eight three twenty one fifty, or go to our website, which is www.pacificprivatemoney.com. We also have an event if coming. I was up. just going to say, I know that there's an event coming yes, up. Yes, June nineteenth uh, in Fremont at the Fremont Marriott. It's from six to eight p.m. And if you go to our uh, events page on our website, you'll be able to go on and register for the event. So how many? Uh we're up to 25 okay. people so far. So, right. yeah, typically a comfortable number is about 40 or okay. so because we want good interaction and we don't want uh, people to be able to participate. And ask sure. Questions, yeah. so. How long is the event and, like, what's the format? How many people do you think will be there? Yeah, so probably we'll end up with about 30 people, mm-hmm. 30, 35 people. Um, the format really is to talk about why people in, uh, why people borrow mm. money. Exactly. And. You got to cut uh, to a yeah, commercial? Yeah, unfortunately, we got to cut, cut out on this one, too. I don't have a, a, a trivia question, but when we come back, we are going to have some closing comments, so stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. And welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Patty Cohen of Compass Realty, Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money, and Kathleen Russell of Center for Judicial Excellence. 
our special guest. Uh, Nam, you had a couple of interesting articles. Yeah, this is, comes from uh, Southern California, the Orange County Registrar. It says, Southern California builders swamped with unsold homes cut construction to three-year low. So, you know, in some markets we see flat. You know, we see other areas that are picking up a little bit. Bottom line, though, is real estate's very much a local uh, phenomenon, right, in terms of prices. So uh, the volume of unsold finished homes is up 22% in a year as construction is slashed by 18%. But what this article goes on to do is break down where some of this inventory is sitting. And uh, no surprise, like the Inland Empire is where um, a lot of the inventory is sitting. And that's usually... Usually the areas where you start seeing the softening the most are kind of the outskirts of the major metro area. Yes. The kind of last um, last area of commute. Mm-hmm. Where Fresno? Or, I mean, they're a little further down for, south. Yeah, yeah for, for Southern California, it's the Inland Empire. San mm-hmm. Bernardino County, yeah, Riverside. Yeah. Bakersfield. Bakersfield, definitely, yeah. I would say. Actually, you know what? There's another article, which I'll bring up uh, okay. some other time, where it's millennials are really drawn to Bakersfield because right. of affordability. Okay, I heard that. Yeah. yeah. Boy. It's, it's like bar style, probably, but, uh, no, but it's growing a lot yeah, because right? it's yeah. affordable. Yeah. Right. So, millennia, uh, Bakersfield's the new San Francisco. No. no. <laughs> probably not. No, but I said, where yeah. do they commute to? I know, exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't, I'm sure industry's going to follow, but uh, it's, yeah. it's interesting. But so, here's the other thing, too. Um, Bottom line on this article was that uh, there's a lot of inventory stacking up in certain markets in Southern California. But a day earlier, another article comes out that said Southern California housing crunch, just 30 new units for every 100 jobs created. So which one is true? Yeah, exactly. What you have to do is break down to where geographically these statistics are being being drawn from. Mm -hmm. So Bakersfield... It uh, sounds like the place to invest. I don't know. A lot of millennials moving there. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, the uh, bullet train. The governor announced he wants to fund the bullet train to get uh, Silicon Valley workers to be able to live in the Central Valley. Wow. Did, did, what, didn't he say something a month ago about like wanting to stop the funding? Yeah. He had said that, yeah. but then I think they approved it for a certain leg. So maybe yeah. it's the Central right. Valley. Yeah, right. no, he shrunk the project. It, yeah. He's not talking statewide anymore. Ah, he's, okay. So they're thinking they can get Silicon Valley to Central Valley, but even that is fraught with controversy. I'm just yeah. waiting for a big drone to pick me up and drop me off somewhere. <laughs> That's all I care about. Uh, Patty, any last words before we go? Well, out for you know today? what? No question about it. The really, really important for people that are thinking about selling their house to prepare their house for sale. It's not like the old days where you just like make the beds and clean, get a cleaner. You need to like spend some money preparing your house. Okay. And Compass is the only company I know of in the country that will pay up front for non-structural things like so painting landscaping wow. all these things that are really important what, uh, there must be a limited dollar amount no there isn't really uh, I, I mean they're I mean, okay for, for okay so pay up front but they're going to get reimbursed at closing okay so let's be clear about that okay. but then there needs to be equity in the house yeah of course um and you know i i don't remember what it is but okay. i think it's say two percent Okay. So on a two million dollar house, that's forty thousand dollars. Yeah, a lot. and you can do a lot with forty thousand. So there must be some kind of guarantee, or, or you must have a like if, if something doesn't sell, they're not going to just walk away from their money. They maybe they put a lien against the house really. or something. Really, shouldn't be saying that. But Robert Red, Redfin, Redkin, Redkin, who started the company, yeah. said when they started this program, they said we're going to lose money sometimes, but wow. all the new listings that we're going to get that we would not have gotten, yeah. it's worth it. 
Hmm. Smart okay. guy. Again, how do people get a hold of you? 415-722-4842. And it's Patty Cohn, C-O-H-N. I'm out of Marin County with Compass. BestMarinAgent.com. Yeah, I like that one. And the reason is because she is. Other people tried to get it, and they go, no, no, no. You're not as good as Patty. Only she gets it. <laughs> All right. Here's our thoughts today. Again, Kathleen, thank you for joining us. Thank you for okay. having me. All right. Thoughts for the day. If a problem can be solved, no need to worry about it. If a problem cannot be solved... What's the use of worrying? Right? There you go. Wide, wise words there, huh? And uh, to really annoy your Spanish teacher, ask in all seriousness, uh, when is Cinco de Mayo this year? <laughs> that's right. Like that one? Okay. Tune When's in. the 4th of July? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Who's buried in Grant's tomb? Grant and Mrs. Grant. Okay. <laughs> that's what I've heard. That's an old joke. Okay. Thoughts for the day. No, I already did that one. I'm sorry. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. Wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to the best of investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190 or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.